are back. Adelaide United family, Jared here. Welcome to episode three of the Pitch Podcast as we are preparing to start a brand new Isuzu A-League men's campaign taking on Perth Glory this weekend. Unless you listen to it next weekend where hopefully we got the three points against Perth Glory, we will find out. Um, the past couple of weeks we have had the opportunity to speak to some pretty influential Adelaide United players, Isaias, Traddy, Jacob Tratt, who's a big fan of the TV show uh, Yellowstone. And today we are joined by a fantastic young gun. Loved watching him play last year. Some of the best football I've seen from a young Adelaide United player, Josh Cavallo. Josh, welcome to the Pitch Podcast, mate. Thank you. Thank you, Jared, for having me. It's been a long time coming to begin on this show. Bro, so I don't know if you're familiar with having interviews because you've only done 50 million of them over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous about this one. I think this one reaches the top about that. I'm a yeah. bit nervous about it. Don't be nervous. The great <laughs> thing about the Pitch Podcast is we get to uh, understand the players that play for Adelaide United but the people that make up the player. But also, this is a really awesome, safe, comfortable space where um, we know how full on the past couple of weeks has been for you, mate, and we can we can touch on that a little bit. But then we want to talk about football because I love the post you put on social media when we played against Brisbane. Just you were free, man, and that's what you've been waiting to do. So um, the this pitch podcast goes any direction you want to take. I kind of wanted to ask a couple of questions um, and we'll get to listener questions a little bit later on. But for me, okay, life is about moments, right? So you obviously have had an incredible empowering moment for yourself and for so many other people. Was there a moment that you realized the impact your moment had for other people? Yeah, look, the obviously coming out, how it all started was all for myself. You know, I wanted to be happy and wake up at the start of the day and be happy to go through the day and go through training and, and live my life, you know, with a big smile on my face. And that was the main objective of me doing what I was doing. And look, um, and also I wanted to like help the others in my shoes and, and to find that, you know, if they, if they find themselves in the same situation, that it is okay. And that that's the message that I wanted to get around the world. And I think that that is what happened and it's it's nice to see people reach out and to say, oh, you helped guide me or I found me in the same help, like mental space as you or like you helped save my life, you helped get me through the day. That's stuff that makes you think, wow, I should have done this earlier. It's really touching. It's really nice to see that I'm helping, you know, someone from across the world that I've never seen before or, or just reaching out to people. And too, when I'm in the street or just wherever at the local Woolies, people stop me and say, oh, thank you so much. You helped my son or you helped my daughter going through the same thing. And it's really nice and touching to hear that. It's And you're not being dramatic when you say, like, your courage saved lives. Literally it did. And I'm not asking for you to say the context of any of the messages you receive because that's people's private lives. But ultimately, I'm sure that you would have received correspondence from people who said, this moment has actually saved my life. Yeah, definitely. Look, it's 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 exciting. It does give me a warm buzz when I when I hear that, and it makes it all worth it. And just to know that you know there's one person around the world that has benefit from me just being myself is yeah. incredible. And it's just like it's 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 sad to see that you know there could be people around the world that turn turn away from any sport because they feel like they don't fit in or or feel like they can't generally be happy in themselves and play what they love. And I want to make the world know that it is okay to do that. It doesn't matter where you come from or what culture up, upbringing you have or wherever you come from the globe, that it's okay to be yourself. And at the end of the day, if you're happy smiling and performing at an elite level and doing really well, then there's no questions asked. 
Identity is such a powerful thing though, isn't it? Because like you've, you've had a moment where you are, um, you're free and as you said, but then you look at people who I guess in any, in any walk of life that don't feel freedom, you go far out. I just, I want you to feel this, like it's that that kind of happiness. And then it, it brings me to the, the moment where you had the polar opposite, where you were at probably your lowest point. And that really affected me when you were talking about it because when you were saying that you were at the Adelaide United Awards last season at Plant 3 and you received the award, I was the person standing on stage <laughs> next to you, man. And I'm like, like th- there were so many people that didn't have any understanding of what you were going through at the time. And then looking back on it, I'm, I'm excited about potentially the awards this season because <laughs> you having another moment up there, if you have a yeah. good season, I'm sure that's just, it's just nice to see a weight lifted off your shoulders. Yeah, mate. definitely. I look, there's a, sometimes it's, it's, I look at it and say, Oh, that's sad. You know, six years I had to live like that. And it got to a point where it became my normal uh, acting like that. And I, it was almost like a defense guard that I put up and, and people didn't realize, like yourself or even my family, like my brother and my parents, they didn't even realize either. So I got pretty naturally good at like putting that up. And it's something that does sadden me because it's six years of my life where I couldn't be my authentic self. But um, like now it's only been, what, three, four weeks and I've, I've already like been so happy with everything that's going on. And I'm really excited to... You know, I'm 22 now and I've got so many years ahead of me to look forward to. And, yes, there were six years of that are gone that, that I regret. But, look, going forward, I have my whole career ahead of me and I have my whole life ahead of me. So I'm just happy that I did it now. I know this is a really weird comparison and we're going to move on to football in a second. But um, when the announcement was made and – Again, like it was one of my most proud moments to be involved with Adelaide United because of the the environment that they have provided you with with people like Ross and Carl yeah. originally, and then your teammates. I spoke to Traddy like after your announcement, and you were shaking hands with the boys and giving hugs, and then you were sitting in between Traddy and Nick Ansel, and they just started talking about football again, which is <laughs> awesome. But I I woke up at like three in the morning, had a look at Instagram, and I'm like, oh wow, so little Nas X has commented on this. <laughs> There's a reason why I wanted to say it because what you have done is so much more than social media followers and everything like that. Little Nas X is paving the way for musicians around the world in an industry which has been so backwards. And what Little Nas X is doing, and for the people who haven't heard, Little Nas X is the guy originally who created Old Town Road but has some fantastic songs in uh, Montero. The album is amazing. Um, what he has done is again created waves in an industry where it's seen as not the norm. And he's breaking down all these stereotypes. And now he's one of the most popular, if not the most popular streamed artist in the world through his chosen uh, profession, which is music and yours is sport. So I can see the world is slowly actually getting to a point of where we should be. Yeah, definitely. Look, it's, it's, it was a shock to me. But look, it's good to see that there's role models around the world like that are reaching out. And um, it just shows the public that it is okay to be yourself. And you know how many normal straight footballers, for example, Zlatan and PK that reached out Griezmann, someone that's won a World Cup. Like, these are my icons growing up, you know. You get up to watch their games. Um, For them to reach out and and they're straight and to say it's okay, it's a good reaction to show the public and say it it is okay to be different. And the people at the highest level achieving the most that they are in their life, that they're okay with this. So why, why isn't the public? Look, at the end of the day, you walk in the street and you you might come across a gay person and you don't look twice. So why are we looking twice when we see them in sport or see them in, in the in the music industry or whatever? So it's it's I think it's time this changed and it was a good opportunity for me to do this and I, I was ready for it. No matter how good or bad the world reacted, 
at the end of the day, I'm happy. I'm going to bed with a smile on my face. I'm waking up with a smile on my face. So that's all I could ask for. Let's lift the curtain on the 24 hours afterwards because I want to give the Adelaide United family an insight into your media schedule because we saw <laughs> you on everything around the world, okay? So I reckon it would be really cool to get an understanding of how little sleep you got and your kind of breakdown of everywhere that you had to do. It was full on, mate. Yeah, it was crazy. Look, my manager said to me, turn off your phone, but look, uh, my generation doesn't do that. My yeah, eyes yeah. are glued to my phone. I got probably about two hours sleep for the next four days um, each night. So it wasn't much um, sleep, but I was just running on adrenaline and I was really happy with the reaction and how things were going. And yeah, look, the interviews were crazy. There was something like uh, 60 interviews in three days or it was just, it was just, I lost count. But um, look, it was great that I had to um, have my voice heard by people around the world in all different countries. And it was just good to see. And, and, And it's just had such a good influence on the world. And Hopefully, you know, this is a subject we have to talk about in a few years' time. And obviously the 60 interviews have prepared you for the best one, which is the Pitch Podcast, which is why we're here today. So let's talk (laughs) football, mate. Um, So Brisbane was um, interesting because we didn't play that well. Brisbane kind of got the jump on us early. And here we are heading into the Isuzu A-League men's competition where we're taking on Perth Glory. The the thing about round one is there's a lot of unknown. We have a lot of new faces. Pre-season always goes for too long. Um, So what's your kind of mentality? going into this weekend yeah look the vibe around the change room everyone's buzzing I think uh, since my coming out it's just brought everyone closer and and everyone really like gets involved now and it's there's a good vibe going around the change room and it's just something that we're counting down the days to play like uh, unfortunately yeah a league preseason's like four months long it's, it's a long time so everyone's keen to get on the pitch and get the season started and look, we're, we're not even we're not scared of whoever we play. We know we've got the ability and the capability to go forward and and be a massive threat this year. And we can push for the championship and to win. I, I think it's definitely a possibility, especially under uh, Ross and Carla. They've really developed us young boys and, and, and brought the best out of the old boys as well. So Traddy last episode was talking to us about his opportunity to play against Paul Pogba, right, when Perth Glory played against Man United over there. So if he's fully fit and if he's got the right haircut that he's been after, Daniel Sturridge, there's a chance that he's going to be in the squad for Perth. Can you talk us through the mentality of a player like yourself where you have such a big international player who's not just any international player because he's performed on the biggest stage, caps for England and scored heaps of goals. Is there a moment where you actually stop and go – wow, I'm going to be potentially playing against this guy? Or do you have the full focus of going, no, 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 no matter who he is, he's just uh, uh, one of the 11 players wearing a glory, a glory shirt? Definitely. Look, uh, outside the pitch, I have ultimate respect for players like that. Of course, that's that's what you want to achieve, achieve in your career. You have I have big respect for Daniel Sturridge and stuff like that. But when you're on the pitch, mate, they're no different to yourself. You know, They've got two arms and two legs and you've got the exact same things going on. So I'm not scared at all. If anything, it brings me excitement so I can show everyone how good I am against him and what I can bring. And look, at the end of the day, I'm just looking to make a mess out of him and and get three points for us. And I'm not scared one bit to go against him. So I'm excited for a 50-50 challenge coming up on the weekend. We had uh, the fans day on the weekend. It was uh, Flinders fans day where it was your birthday. So happy birthday. Thank you. You had a cake in the change rooms. Are you allowed to do that? How does that happen with your skin folds and yeah, stuff like look, that? Yeah, look, Carl came up to me. He was a bit disappointed. Not the fact that I brought a cake, but he didn't get a slice because it was all gone in about 10 minutes. But um, no, we all bring a cake in if it's your birthday. It's um, 
Well, everyone brings a cake. Yeah, or no, you no, have to bring the cake. Birthday I was going to say, if there's bloody ten cakes, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> no, it's a bit of a tradition going on. It's just, it's just nice. And look, I came back in, and all the cake was gone in two seconds. I was mm. like, oh yeah, nice. I didn't get a slice of my own James Deli and I've had three pieces of cake. I reckon. <laughs> yeah, and I saw Kato walk out with a massive slice in his head like this. <laughs> yeah, okay, so that was good. And then you got an opportunity to be on the pitch with the A League women's side too, which the the second year we've been able to do that, and um, you know, immerse yourself amongst the fans because the fans have had it really tough. We've either had a COVID year where they haven't been to the games, we've lost home games, we've got. Uh, capped crowds, but now they can actually go onto the pitch at Cooper Stadium and have a kick around. It looks like it was a really special day. Yeah, it was an awesome day. Look, everyone even was celebrating, uh, congratulating me still, and it was really nice from the women's team. Uh, the girls came up to me and spoke to me and made me feel even welcomed as well, and, and the fans too. So I think it's important. Look, coming from Melbourne teams that I previously played off, there wasn't the connection like this. You know, We never got to interact with the fans, with the W League team, and 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 the vibe I got was everyone was just happy and smiling and it was just, it was very enjoyable to be there. Look, we got, we got nothing out of that session, but like, honestly, it just made our morale and our environment even better. Um, and it was just, it's an important thing to have at a club and it brings a culture and, and it lays out a platform that people like me can fit in. And, and that's another reason why I came out is because Adelaide United made me feel like this is my home. This is my family. And, and I just wish that I came here earlier. So yeah. um, it's, it's really exciting to be in, in a place that has such a, a positive vibe and, and a good culture. Your season last year was electric, mate. Some of the, the best football I've seen, as I said, from a young player, especially um, on that wing and, and looking back, like for where I was sitting. So I was sitting where the, the players race was like, it was incredible to watch, to see your development and your growth. And that then got to your fantastic goal celebration with Craig Goodwin, which you both uh, enjoyed <laughs> enjoy that. Talk us through that to start off with for the people watching highlights of last season. So this is Ronaldo and someone else had a celebration. Marcelo, is that right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. this is what they did at Real? Yeah, yeah, this is a celebration that we did. And look, me and Goody talked about it and we always wanted to do it. And we're just waiting for the right moment for him to score. And, and it, was, it was electric when we did it. And it was really nice and I enjoyed it. And it's something that we'll always do if either me or Goody score. So hopefully you see it many more times this season. And um, it's, just, it's just special because when Goody came in, he took me under his wing. And, you know, when I went left back, I wasn't very familiar with it. And, and still learning um, to this day and developing as a left back. So um, he did guide me and help me a lot. And, and it's been fantastic. And look... Going forward, I'm very confident being a, a left back now. And, um, yeah, I'm just excited to continue that connection I have with Goody and hopefully we can do a lot more assists and goals this year because I think we have it more than capable to do that within each other. Yeah, but, man, that left back position is such an important spot as well. And I think, like, looking back over the years, like Tarek Elrich, when he was at the club, he made that his own too. Like, because you have that uh, ability to use your pace and also attack as much as you can. And I think from a fan's point of view, watching you last season, um, your skills are incredible, but also your pace and your ability to be creative at the same time. Would you say that they are probably your strongest attributes? Yeah, definitely. Look, it's, it's, it's nice that I can get up and down and, and not be puffed out. And that's just normal for me. I can run all day. Um, and that's something that Carl and Ross spoke to me about and said, oh, you can use that as a left back. And, you know, that's not many left, good left backs in the left footed left backs in the country that can do that. And so, um, yeah, look, I'm really grown to it. And yes, I like to play midfield as well. But honestly, I feel more confident playing as a left back for Adelaide United. And I feel like I can provide more for the team from back there. So yeah, look, it doesn't stop me from going forward at all. I get the license and the freedom to do that. But I just know that I have defensive duties as well. And that doesn't bother me. 
a lot of the young players are looking forward to playing with Isaias. You obviously weren't at the club when he was here, but he's back now with his leadership. And obviously his preseason's been outstanding. So he's been one of the best players in the preseason matches. Um, how much are you looking forward to it? Yeah, look, growing up, I knew who he was. And I was a Melbourne Victory supporter growing up. So that's Get out. See you, mate. See you. Uh, let's <laughs> end just, the podcast. That just goes to show how good of a player he was. So, yeah, I was very excited when he came back. And he was very friendly and open with me. And, um... Yeah, look, it's someone that I look up to and um, try and learn and develop. Often he talks to me a lot and tries to guide me and has, has I have the ultimate respect for him and he does too. So it's, it's a good mutual um, respect that we're going on and he makes the team grow by having those people around the club. I want to get a bit of insight from you for a couple of things, football then non-football. So a player which has been spoken about a fair bit over the past few weeks and has been outstanding and I'm genuinely pumped to see him play is Bernardo. How good can this kid be? Yeah, look, he came in last season and he was, um, wasn't was playing and he just came in for the development and, and to learn and to grow. And he came from a similar environment where I came from. So I knew what his thinking process was like and he just wanted to get an opportunity. And I think he's definitely proved himself in this preseason that he's more than capable to, to play. And it's, it's fantastic. It starts from Kyle and Ross. Look, it doesn't matter where you come from, what experience you have. At the end of the day, if you're good and informed and doing well and doing really good at training, you're going to play. And Bernardo's one of those people that are going to play this year. And, and he hasn't played – he's played zero minutes of A-League at the moment. And if you look at our preseason games, he's he's a standout. Mm. So um, it's it's really exciting times. And, and, and if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to be a big player growing up. Who's impressing you the most from you arriving at the club and having a, a year to see young players um, develop? Who do you think is ready for a breakout season if you had to name one? Oh, look, there's a lot of boys. There's a When I came to Adelaide United, I've never seen so many young boys get an opportunity to play. And um, I could just name a few. I could name Kaledi. I could name Dariga. I could name Cassini, Alassane when we had Alan Muhammad. Um, Is that one of the things, sorry to cut you off, that, that excited you about joining the club though? Because there's there's signing young kids and just leaving them out to play in the youth league or whatever, or there's signing kids because you want to play and develop them. And Adelaide United is the perfect example of young kids getting opportunities. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's something that uh, Kyle controls. And, and I had Kyle in the Australian team of couple of years ago and that's what I really liked about him you know if you if you're good you'll play and there's no excuses um and it's pretty black and white so yeah that this is that is what attracted me to come to Adelaide United um and yeah it just goes to show it doesn't matter who you are like if you're doing well that you'll play and and, and it keeps the older boys on their toes as well mm. um so it, it creates good healthy competition within the boys and only and only achieves greater success so I think um, we're underdone a little bit last year and I think we, we deserve to finish a little bit high on the table. But this year, look, it's, it's exciting times and I, I just can't wait to get, put my boots on and get on that field. Let's ask a couple of questions before we get to the uh, viewer and listener ones. Now, what are you watching on television? So Traddy is a big Yellowstone fan. I'm not sure if you've seen that, but uh, it's got no. Kevin Costner. You probably don't know who he is. <laughs> He's just showing how old I am. But uh, if, you, if you're if you on a, a plane to Perth this weekend or you're uh, in your hotel room, what are you watching on television or streaming or anything like that? Apart, obviously, from Paramount, which you're streaming all the time. Thanks, Paramount. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like? Um, I, I'm guilty to say that I love Love Island. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, I've been... Um, 
watching that quite a bit. And there was an opportunity to go on the show not <laughs> a couple of years ago, which, which I didn't you? see. You? But yeah. Oh, yeah? They um, approached you or you approached them? They approached me. No so, way! Um, yeah, it was um, it was pretty exciting. But that's something I've always watched growing up. Wait, and, you um, can't just move on. So what, Love Island have said, Josh, there's an opportunity for you to get on this show. Do you want you want to do it? And you're like, you were playing football at the time. Yeah, obviously you can't do it. Cause so you, were you there <laughs> as Josh the footballer? I don't know. I don't know. I guess that I was going to be, yeah, perceived as just the football, but there was something that you have to either choose. Did you want your football career or do you want to go on Love Island? That's not something I wanted to do at the time. Yeah. But it, it was pretty funny because, like, I've always watched it growing up and me and my brother, we – yeah, we, we really like that show, and it's 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 good banter to watch. So yeah, it was it's pretty funny to know that they were they were interested in me coming on the show. Okay, and what are you listening to music wise? Well, uh, to be honest with you, on the way here, I was listening to Little Nas. Okay, so I'm a big fan of his, and that the moment he reached out, I was um had a mini heart attack. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was nice to see. Yeah, that album is unreal. He's just yeah, he's next level. There's a there's a live performance of um, him performing "Industry Baby" with Jack Harlow. If you have, everyone's got YouTube and stuff. With YouTube, because, yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. The VMAs <laughs> one, it's it's amazing. Yep. Um, so where are you going for a coffee around Adelaide? If you wanted to uh, have a cheeky piccolo or so, an oat flat white, or what, what do you have? What's your coffee? Yeah, um, the well, what I order is a long black. Okay, obviously. That's healthy. Just, that's just standard. Yeah, yep. but uh, I think it's called coffee institute okay um it's it's near where i'm staying at the watson so um yeah it's a, it's a nice little vibe that you go around and it's always popping there so it brings me uh puts a smile on my face and it just starts me off on the right note on the day so yeah i like that place i like hanging around there okay are you ready for some viewer listener questions let's go for all it. right everybody's involved how do people follow you on social media if you've got any room left because you've got too many followers so what's all your social accounts <laughs> They're just my name, Joshua.Cavallo. So, so that's Instagram, yeah, Twitter. You're on TikTok? Twitter. I haven't got TikTok. No, I don't have TikTok. Um, but, um, I think I'm too old for TikTok. I'm 37. Do you reckon I'm too old? No, nah, you're not too old, mate. You look about 25. So yeah, but right. look at this. Do you, how, how about oh, my head? Oh, it looks about 55. Yeah, put that back <laughs> on, bro. <laughs> Damn it. I got burnt yesterday. So the hard thing is when you're bored and you, you know you can't hide getting a sunburnt head. It's not funny, Josh. Shut up. Vito joined the club the other day. Yeah, what a legend. <laughs> Football director gave him a cuddle and said, welcome to the club. I was already telling him what about like shaving because I don't – I've got hair on other parts of my body, so I just shave that because I can't get hair. You don't need to know this. All right, let's go. Um, so this is from someone on Twitter. Um, how do you hope uh, your focus – will change now without mm-hmm. carrying the weight on your shoulders. So you now you can specifically focus on football. Yeah, that's why I'm so excited to step on the field on Saturday because I honestly don't know. Look, we had that practice game up in Brisbane, but that was all still new to me. That was only a couple of days when I made the announcement. So, um, yeah, look, the practice games we're having and even in training, you know, the coaches have said to me, Josh, we've seen you develop so much in three, four weeks already. And it's just been, it's been crazy to hear that. And I, I don't notice a change, but I just know that when I'm on the field that my mind's free and I can mm. think differently. And I, and something that I'm unfamiliar with because six years of hiding this and thinking about this and thinking about, you know, unfortunately when I was on the field, I was thinking about what I'm going to say in the change room to my mates or, or things I'm going to cover up if they're going to add up. So I don't have to worry about that now and I can focus fully on football and, and it's just amazing to do that. And it's so simple. Like you should have been doing that growing up, but for me to realize that now it's only going to enhance, improve my game. And, and I'm really excited to see what happens. Um, I don't want to downplay the importance of what you did, but as a guy who went bald, right. And was losing his hair and it's not funny. It's not funny. But I tell you what, that was a huge weight. <laughs> 
on my shoulders. Because every time you're out there, you're like, do people notice that I'm losing my hair? And it it, change, it affects you. It's obviously not as uh, powerful as the weight on your shoulders. But once that's gone, once I shave my head, I felt liberated. Can you stop laughing? You've got gorgeous hair, man. You got, uh, you... Uh, I'll, I'll save you some of my hair. Oh, I'll, shut I'll up, man. Far out. <laughs> hey, you said you can run all day. How far do you run in a game on your GPS? Does that track? Yeah, so we run. I run from probably... 11 to 14 K. Oh, so disgusting. Roughly, depends what type of game it is and how we go, but yeah. Yuck. <laughs> um, okay. So Braden L 99 on Twitter, what do you feel is your best position midfield or left back? And then he says, don't say the cliche answer of wherever the coach wants me to play. <laughs> nah, honestly, I feel like I'm developing more as, as a left back and look, um, if you look at left backs across the world, there's not many of them. Mm. And it's something that I can um, set myself out from the world and be good at. You know, if I can um, end up having a good season, I could look at being a Socceroos left back. And, and that's something that I dreamed of doing as a kid. And I think that's very achievable after this season. Do you, like, when you are born and you start playing football as a junior, do you always start with your right foot or have you always been left foot? Always left foot. Like, always. just naturally when the ball came, just went bop, okay. by lefty. Yeah, it wasn't something that I... It just happened naturally. Lewis Tong, 23 on Instagram. Have you ever been rejected at a trial? And if so, how did you bounce back? That's actually a good question because there's a lot of players that trial at clubs and stuff. Have you trialed at clubs and they've said no? So my first trial was at Adelaide United okay. my whole career. Um, coming here, it was, it was a three-day trial and I was just ready to show Carl and Ross what I had in stock. So there wasn't me doubting myself at any time. And I think that's important as a footballer. You know, you got to go – full focus and focus on the positives. And, and that's what happened. You know, within two days, I was already signing my contract here and I was, I was excited to continue. And it's just something that, um, yeah, look, it's just like anything in life. You, you can look at the negatives, but if you just look at the positives and focus on it, negatives won't happen. Mm, okay. Um, let's go to what's your favourite movie? This one's on social media. Do you have a movie that yeah, you like? Yeah, Hunger Games. Oh, yeah? yeah I watched the first one of that and I wasn't, I wasn't sure. So you... Which one's the best one out of them? The first one is the best. Um, the There's three. Mm. Uh, I actually watched them about two weeks ago again. I've watched them on repeat. I've honestly probably watched them each 20 times. So it's I'm quite bit, violent, bit, isn't it? It is violent, yeah. yeah. It's not for everyone. but I Should I, I watch like, it with my kids? Probably not. Okay. It's a good movie. I love it. Okay. Um, have you used your new FIFA card? This is on social media. No, I haven't used my What does that mean? What's card? the FIFA card? You can put that in Ultimate Team, can you? Yeah. So there's uh, obviously when I came out, there was a card that everyone could achieve and it, it was a decent 74 rated. So it was actually looked half okay. And um, no, I haven't gotten around to playing FIFA yet. And um, maybe when the dust settles a bit, I'll, I'll be excited to see how I am. Someone on Twitter wants to know, who do you model your football game on? Um, I would say Marcelo. Um, I try to do – obviously, I'm not as skillful as him, but, like, going forward, I, I like to be as much of a threat as what he is. And, and he brings a lot to the team, and that's something that I want to do this year. I don't just want to participate. I want to be a, a main player and – Assist. I know I've got it in me to assist more than what I did last year. So he's got beautiful hair, just like you, um, <laughs> Simon F. Keith on Instagram. Do you have a favourite pub or bar or restaurant in Adelaide that you go to? Look, I don't go out much in Adelaide. Um, it's just purely based because I, I live on my own and we have short turnarounds and stuff like that. So um, I'll be excited to go to a pub or a club mm. or in the, in the near future, but I haven't gotten around to that yet. In the off-season, obviously, because yeah. you're not allowed to go out. <laughs> Max Tavella on Instagram, what's your favourite thing about Adelaide United? The unity. 
the environment, how we're all family, and it doesn't matter where you come from or, or, or what you believe in, you know, everyone's welcome to you. And it's just why I love it so much being a, an Adelaide United player. Uh, and how does it compare to Melbourne, where you're originally from? But answer that nicely because obviously you, you want to be respectful <laughs> yeah, to no, your former okay. clubs. Uh, look, it's, um, this culture is something that doesn't come around very often. You know, I don't think – I think there will be a handful of clubs around the world that have the same culture as us. And it's, it's something that attracted me coming here, you know, when I was seeing Adelaide United in the FFA Cup. And you can just see from an outside view and how, how warm and welcoming they are, how much they respect each other, how happy the boys generally are, like win or losing. Like, it, it's, it's nice to see. That's something I just wanted to be a part of. And finally, uh, Char underscore Langley on Instagram, if you could play for any professional club overseas, who would it be? Borussia Dortmund. Okay. <laughs> My favourite team. Bessart Borussia Dortmund. Um, Josh, <laughs> we're going to give you um, a Sharpie and we get get you to sign this Flinders University home playing shirt with a UCAN on it because um, we're going to give that away at the end of the season. So if you can sign that, um, for the people who are listening to the Pitch Podcast right now, um, you can share this. Please give it a review and rate it and make sure everybody knows about it. For the people watching as well, thank you very much for that. Um, as I said at the start, this is a great opportunity to get our fantastic members of the Adelaide United family, whether they are in the A-League men's, women's, youth or the uh, Red Army and supporters and stuff. Last weekend was awesome because the community is tighter than it has ever been and um, it's people like you, mate, who have done such a courageous thing which has inspired other people and I'm really glad today we got to talk about football too because the focus is this weekend. Congratulations on your career so far. It was exciting to see you last season, mate, and that was such a well-deserved award and now moving into this season, um, we know you have so much unfinished business and you're just getting started. So, Josh, thanks for joining us on the Pitch Podcast and mate, congratulations on how you've carried yourself, man. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited for the future. We're going to cut out all the bald jokes as well. <laughs> anyway, thanks. And cut. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you next episode on the Pitch Podcast.